Good morning, good morning. This is Rachel from Soulful of Sunshine podcast, and I'm back today to go over the heart chakra with you guys. This one can be a doozy. Personally, I struggled a lot uh, growing up and internalizing freaking everything and so on and so forth, but I wanted to open this podcast episode with a little quote that I stumbled across while I was um, doing just some looking up shit online the other day, but it says, when you focus on what you're grateful for, you'll always be in a better mood. The human brain is incapable of being grateful and angry at the same time. So always be grateful and you will have a better quality of life true that man that could not be more accurate in my opinion so the heart chakra it acts as a bridge kind of between the lower chakra energy centers and the upper chakra energy centers the heart chakra it opens up the channels of the heart allowing us to receive and give freely um the chakra represents transformation and integration the sanskrit meaning is well it's like it means unstuck or unbeaten which signifies as like an impartial and infinite love allowing deeper understanding of both yourself and others it's located obviously in the heart region and it's the energy center of your chest the element is air and the color is green and the mantra related to the heart chakra is yum y-u-m some crystals that can be beneficial when working with your heart chakra are um, emerald malachite peridot green jasper um amazonite what else is there any green crystals really um, trying to think there was one other one I wanted to say, dang it. Um, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure there is such thing as like a, shit, what's it called? It's like a, like a lighter green color. Gosh, dang it. What the hell is it called? I don't know. I'll, I'll put it in the notes cause I can't remember right now, but okay. Essential oils that can be used are bergamot, jasmine, geranium, lavender, cypress, and rose personally i freaking love the smell of cypress and lavender honestly and bergamot i mean i like them all um and i don't know if you if you guys are um interested or if you guys do like the little uh scentsy warmers you know what i mean the little wax cubes at walmart just saying they have like a brand new um a kind of the wax warmer cube things out and they come like in a little circle container and they smell so fucking amazing. And they have like eucalyptus ones and they little all of the smells that I just listed, they have like all of them and they work so good. They're like $3 for each little container. And I mean, I have, I have a shit ton of Scentsy Warmers because I'm a freak about my house smelling good, but check it out if you're interested. Okay. Foods to eat are anything green uh, or, or warm soups or broths, any foods rich in vitamin C, 
some yoga poses that could help open your heart chakra are the camel pose, the standing bow pose, and the cow face pose. Excuse me. I don't know why I start yawning every freaking time I start to do a podcast. Um, But basically, any yoga pose that opens the area of the chest will help to balance your heart chakra. So a healthy, functioning, and open heart chakra happens when we forgive. Well, simply, we forgive. We forgive old grudges. We forgive past grievances. We forgive people that have hurt us. We forgive everything. Um, Avoiding criticism to yourself and others is a sign that it's open. And being able to compliment the people that you know on their strengths and achievements and going out of your way to be kind to others, that's a big one for me personally. Like, Like, it makes me feel so good deep down to my core knowing that I can make someone else's day. Even if it's something as little as complimenting their nails or their shoes or, you know, or just giving like a heartfelt, sincere compliment could, I mean, you could save someone's life ultimately. I mean, you don't know what other people are going through. You don't know what battles they face every day or what demons hide within them or what they struggle with. And what are you going to be out of? I mean, not, you can stay silent and continue to do your own thing, or you can take the five seconds to potentially make someone's entire day, entire week, even maybe. I mean, if you're truly sincere with it, just those little kind gestures can really change the world. And I wish that everybody would do that more often. Um, so when you are functioning with an open heart chakra and it's, you know, balanced and, you know, smooth sailing, you will feel loving and lovable, uh, peaceful, compassionate. You'll feel connected to others. You will have an extreme unconditional love for yourself and others. You'll feel generous, empathetic, trustful, open-hearted, serene, understanding, and you'll have like an acceptance for yourself and for others. So moving on down to the next tier, like blocked or like if you have a blocked chakra or suppressed or stagnant heart chakra or an overactive chakra, like some of the most common life experiences that impair the heart chakra could be um, experiencing physical or emotional abuse as a child, uh, being raised by an emotionally cold or narcissistic parent, being denied affection and love growing up, adapting unhealthy society or societal beliefs surrounding love, and developing a self-destructive habit type of lifestyle that blocks the giving and receiving of love. I mean... I personally think that that's definitely where like the root of the issue usually begins. I mean, everybody, even if you have the best, great, grand, wonderful childhood ever, there's still like internally things I'm sure that have affected you, whether you got bullied in school or whether you felt like you weren't good enough or you got your feelings hurt a lot and you never, you know, you never dealt with it coped with it. So 
signs of having an overactive heart chakra would be um, overly empathetic, overly concerned, like a worrywart, just like in your face, like, oh my God, are you okay? Oh, I'm so sorry. Oh, you know, just being overkill. They could be jealous. You could have uh, poor boundaries in regards to everything. You could be codependent on, you know, anything, uh, materialistic items, people, uh, pets, um, anything. It could cause you to have an extreme urge of like being clingy. You tend to stay in abusive relationships when you have an overactive heart chakra and you over sacrifice yourself. You spread yourself way too thin and you put everybody else before yourself. And I mean, that could have long-term serious, it could cause damage long-term basically. So those are the overactive heart chakra symptoms or like characteristics, I guess. So if you have an imbalanced heart chakra, um, you could be depressed. You could feel lonely. You could feel unlovable or unwanted. Uh, you tend to self-isolate excessively. You may have a fear of intimacy. You could be possessive or jealous, get defensive very easily or judgmental very easily. You could be spiteful or selfish codependent, also clingy, or just like smoothing, like, like, like not feeling anything, just like smoothing through life and just not feeling anything, being kind of numb. So when your uh, heart chakra is blocked, you can feel shy or extreme loneliness or depression, just like with the others. Um, you could have extreme anxiety you could find it hard to forgive, find it hard to feel empathy towards others. Um, I mean, and those could, like having those so strongly could then result in like physical side effects like hypertension, respiratory problems, uh, tight chest, cardiovascular problems. Uh, it can make you feel withdrawn feel overly demanding of others, have no sense of personal boundaries, or overextending yourself to help others. Like right off the top of my head, you know, my mind, I feel like that is a lot of people. Like, like it's like one extreme or the other. I feel like it all just depends on what traumas you experienced when you were younger. So to heal the heart chakra, I wrote down in my journal, I must have really needed my heart chakra for <laughs> some work on that because I wrote a shit ton in my journal about the heart chakra. I think honestly more than any of the other chakras. So there must be a reason for that. I wrote down how to heal my heart chakra. Go forest bathing. So because the heart chakra is the color green, going out into nature will help you open your heart. So like for the quote, quote, forest bathing is really just a term that actually originated in Japan. I don't know how to pronounce the word, so I'm not going to say it, but it has shown that it's, it's since like scientifically proven that it will benefit your heart chakra and your like well-being. If you don't live near a forest, no worries. Go to your local park or a woodland or bushland or 
anywhere where there's a greenery. If you live in a city with no nature, try go get try to go get some plants, indoor shrubs that encourage the heart chakra healing. Um, the second one on my list is to do loving kindness meditations. So a balanced heart is a beautiful heart. It dissolves the illusion of separate or separateness, separatedness. How, how the hell you say that? <laughs> I think I spelled it wrong and shares loving and kindness with others. If your heart chakra feels congested, try the loving kindness meditation. You simply just sit down in a quiet spot and connect with your breath and allow your chest area to soften as you direct loving energy towards yourself. Then afterwards, you choose four types of people to direct loving energy towards, like including a loved one or a person close to you, a neutral person like an acquaintance, and an enemy or a hostile person. You might try to visualize loving energy or say a mantra like, I radiate love to you to assist in the meditation. And so the third on my list here is establish clear personal boundaries. Let me say that again. Establish clear personal freaking boundaries. You got to do this with all areas in your life for all of your chakras, for everything. Like, I don't know how, I mean, I could like scream it from the rooftop if I could right now. You have to examine where in your life where you're permitting other people to overstep your boundaries. At what times do you say yes when you desperately want to say no? Like which people in your life ask too much from you? Or what areas of your life do you feel anxious and ungrounded? Develop the habit of drawing the line and respectfully letting the people know where your limits are. You have to practice assertiveness to take care of yourself. If you do not do this, everything else that you're going to be trying to do to help is not going to work. It's going to be useless. You have to have boundaries. All that's doing is just showing that you love yourself and that you want to heal yourself and that you can't, you can't love the people that you want to because you have no boundaries because they just take and take and take and you give and give and give. Well, that's not how a loving relationship goes or friendship or fame, whatever. So I, I could talk about freaking boundaries all day, <laughs> but next on my list here is using herbs like, oh shit, I just messed up my screen. Okay. Use herbs like, um, rose or holy basil, hawthorn, nettle, hops, and angelica to open and clear the heart chakra. Um, one of the best ways to take the herbs is to drink them in like a, in tea for the heart chakra. I wrote down that there's this uh, Buddha teas that's soothing and 100% organic. And it's specifically for the heart chakra. Um, if you go online and you can find it on Amazon. So the, the tea is infused with the essence of rose quartz, which is kind of cool too. So next up is practice empathy by asking what if. It can be easy for the mind to take rash conclusions about other people. Like often these uh, conclusions are judgmental or harsh or unloving. So the next time that you find yourself feeling pissed off towards another person, ask yourself what if. 
for example, if someone's being an asshole to you or being rude, what if that person had just lost their job? Or if you struggle to get along with someone, ask, you know, yourself, what if that person's childhood traumatized them so much that they can't relate to others? Remember that there was always a story behind any behavior of anyone that you ever encounter. That's a big one. Like put yourself in other people's shoes. Be kind. Always be kind. Always. Like I said earlier, you don't know what people are going through. You don't know what kind of home life they had. Like, you know, as a parent, I like, I mean, I wouldn't say I put the fear of God in them, but I tell them, you know, like you don't know what those little kids in your class, what you don't, you don't know what they go home to. Maybe they go home and they don't have a mom or a dad that, you know, cook them supper or spend time with them or read their books with them. Or maybe they don't have very many toys. Maybe they don't have very many clothes or a washer that they can clean their clothes and all those responsibilities could fall on them. Or, you know, what if their mommy or daddy are mean to them or if they are getting bullied, you know, I was like, I tell them all the time, like if you ever, ever, ever see a kid getting bullied in school, you go up and you stick up for them. I don't care if you even know the person or not, because that's the right thing to do. And if the bully or whatever has a problem with that and says something to you, you have my full permission to punch them square in the nose. Hopefully it doesn't ever come to that, (laughs) but, and I don't think it would, but just the fact of the matter that like we have to raise our kids to be just good people and like stick up for people that needs, you know, sticking up for, because I mean, you could save lives. I mean, it could, it could change everything. It could literally change the whole vibration of the entire world. Okay. Rant over moving on hug more human beings are social creatures that require loving physical contact in order to remain healthy. Hugging releases Oxycontin and it's a chemical that calms down the entire body and it's a natural antidepressant. So try to hug your loved ones more. If you don't have anyone to hug, hug yourself as an expression of self-love or go hug a tree. Honestly, that sounds kind of weird. <laughs> I don't know if you guys have ever seen, what the hell is that movie? Uh, shit, what is that one movie called? Superstar. <laughs> That's a little gung-ho, but I mean, I'm not going to lie. I, I dapple with mushrooms every now and then, and I have hugged a tree butt naked in the dead of winter. And I had a whole conversation on it with it, but it was beautiful. It was a magical experience. So hugging, hugging anything, hug your pets, hug your, hug your parents. If they're still alive, go to the cemetery. If they're not living and, you know, hug the tombstone, hug the ground where they're laying, like just show more affection. Next up is show self-love by giving yourself permission to feel. That's a big one. That's a doozy. One of the greatest forms of violence that we show towards ourselves unknowingly is avoiding our emotions. Think about that. Our emotions are not made to be controlled or repressed or shut out. They're expressions of our humanity that we need to embrace. Give yourself the permission to be unhappy, to be angry or sad or bored or jealous and all emotions that you usually shun. You need to anchor yourself in your breath and allow these emotions to pass through you. Um, 
you know, read into yourself about how to, you know, how you think that you can open your heart and experience your emotions in a healthy way, whether it be journaling or exercising or getting out in the nature or, you know, meditating or just, just taking the time to consciously think about it when you're in the shower, you know, you imagine the water coming out of the shower head and it's just, you know, the water is coming down, trickling over your chest and then it's like absorbing in through your heart and it's just releasing, it's washing away all those emotions, all of those, you know, feelings that you don't want to feel and it'll help. So you, this is another hard one to do. Allowing yourself to receive love. Oftentimes, we tend to ignore or downplay expressions of love from other people out of low self-esteem or fear. So instead of denying affection or compliments, experiment with accepting them gracefully. You might feel a little bit awkward at first, but this simple change in your behavior can open up your heart chakra. Like, you know, for example, you are at the store and somebody says, oh, I really like your, um, I really like your purse. And you say, oh, thank you. Well, oh my gosh, I love your shoes so much too. No, don't do that. If someone is going to come and give you a, you know, a compliment, receive it. You can't receive it by giving it right back. You're just, it's like a hot potato. Like you, you're taking the compliment, but then you're boom, right back out of your hands. That's not how that works. I mean, you have to, I mean, if by all means, if you really do like it, their shoes or whatever, by all means, you know, do it, but consciously make sure that you are aware that not everything needs a answer or a follow-up or a, you know, counter compliment. You just receive, you appreciate it. You sincerely appreciate it and really mean it when you say thank you. And like, you know, even telling them, Hey, like you just made my day and I want you to know that I really appreciate that. And I will, you know, pay it forward and give someone else a compliment. Little things like that is the, what it takes to just trigger the like motions to just continue and continue and get better and better and better until you're a bad bitch or a bad dude. I don't know what you want to call it, but you know what I mean? So next up is to meditate with the following crystals here. Um, okay, well, so you can basically, I know I listed some crystals earlier, but I've also have written down here, you know, jade, malachite, that, that's what it was I was thinking about earlier, uh, rose quartz. So yeah, so technically the heart chakra is green, but rose quartz, obviously the pink, you know, it represents love. Love obviously is in your heart. Rose quartz is probably the number one crystal that I think is beneficial for healing your heart chakra. And not even healing it. It's good for everything. I mean, I, you know, it's funny when I first awoken, I did not like rose quartz. I don't know why I've never been a pink kind of girly girl. I've, I've always fucking hated the color pink. And then, you know, everyone's always talking about rose quartz and rose quartz and the love and love. And I'm like, fuck that. I don't want anything to do with it. It's just not my thing. Well, then I got, you know, to learn about the chakras and learning about myself. I'm like, well, I'll be damned. I didn't like that chakra or the, that crystal because I didn't want to do my heart chakra work. I like, you know, I freaking push it away and like, Ooh, no. But then once I opened up a little bit and like 
tried. I'm like, well, I'll be damned. Like, it really does fucking work. I, at nighttime, I sometimes take my rose quartz crystal and I will just place it on my chest. This is going to sound stupid. Sometimes you you can tape it to your chest. You can just stick it in your bra, wherever. It kind of sucks waking up in the morning sometimes with like a friggin' crystal, like, you know, poking in your back or your side or your butt cheek or whatever. But either way, it's touching your body. So it's, it's like transmitting the energy from the crystal to you. So other crystals here. We got rhodonite, ruby, green fluorite, and chrysocolla. That's also a really good one. And you use those crystals as like energetic totems that can help you balance your heart energy. Look it up on YouTube. Look it up on Spotify. Find yourself a little crystal meditation and just give it a whirl. Next up, we got be thankful and show gratitude. It's really unfortunate that society as a whole, like we take so much for granted, so much. One of the best heart chakra healing practices out there is to simply acknowledge all of the blessings that you have. God, that is so important. I I cannot say this enough either. I mean, every single day I, I do this. I will... Even if my life is in like fucking flames going up and chaos and I feel like I'm about at my breaking point, I stop myself dead in my tracks and I think about, you know what, my kids are healthy. I Well, I'm not healthy, but I'm, I'm alive and I'm all right and I will be all right. And I always have something to be grateful for. I always have multiple, a shit ton of things to be grateful for. And everybody else does too. So whether, you know, you're willing to vocalize it and think about it and truly, truly think about it, like, you know, digest it, let it sink in of the things that you really are grateful for that God has given you or the, whatever you believe, the universe yourself even. You're thankful. Be grateful for yourself for getting what you need, what you want, so on and so forth. Um, okay. So basically, yeah, sit down, take a deep, you know, couple of minutes of thinking about all the things that you love in your life. And you can silently say, thank you to each and every one of them or say a prayer of gratitude, whatever feels appropriate to you, honestly. And you, the more unique and personalized it is to you, the more your vibration is going to raise, the more your frequency is going to change, the closer to connecting with the higher power, your higher self, you will be every single day. I highly recommend this. So keeping on continuing here. Now we have shadow work. So shadow work is often when our heart chakra is closed. It means that we are storing a lot of dark energy within our subconscious minds. The shadow self is a part of you where all of your rejected and denied personality traits, thoughts, feelings, habits, and socially unacceptable ego parts are stored. So when you start to access those locked away parts of you and embrace them, your heart immediately opens up a little more and a little more and a little more. I know I talked about shadow 
work and your shadow self in one of my older episodes. So go check that out if you need to reference to something. Then next up here, I have cleanse the heart chakra with essential oils. I think I already even said that earlier. Um, so you can use the essential oils like in a diffuser, or you can rub them like on yourself. Personally, when I do that, sometimes I do both, honestly, but I will pick like two or three of the essential oils that just resonate with me. And I will take, uh, I'll take a little drop, you know, how just how it comes out one drop at a time. I put a drop on each of my wrists and then a drop behind my earlobes and then a drop on my throat for my throat chakra as well. And then a drop on my heart. And then sometimes if I'm feeling frisky, I'll just like put a couple extra drops on my fingers and just like rub them like along down my back or my front, like just to kind of get all the chakras. And then, you know, sometimes I'll leave the bottle open and I just like take a really big smell, like slow smell in so that you can just like, you know, get the senses awoken and, um, it just stimulates everything. Uh, yeah. So like if you put them on your wrist, so then you got to rub your wrist together or you could even honestly put them in like a pendant and you could wear it around like a necklace. Uh, next up, you could do a forgiveness ritual, Google it, create it yourself, be as unique and personalized as you want. Basically write it all out. I would do an opening with, um, you know, an opening with thanking the universe, thanking God for what you are grateful for. And then the next I would add, you know, please, please help me or please assist me with forgiving, you know, A, B, and C, whether that's forgiving other people for things they've done to you or forgiving yourself for tolerating and dealing with so many things or for mistakes you've made and so on. And then, you know, ask for clarity or ask for a message or a sign, but be specific. I cannot say that enough. Be specific. So if you want, um, or if you ask the universe to send you, you know, a, a solution or a, how do I say this? Um, like, I don't know, like, okay. If you, okay. If you ask the universe, please send me help that I need for, you know, truly digesting this forgiveness and yada, yada, yada. And then two days later, later, you're driving on the road and there's a huge ass sign on the side of the road that talks about, you know, uh, therapy, you know, or, um, you hear a ad on the radio or a commercial on the radio about, you know, self-help or whatever. That's the universe. Next up, I mean, I have a lot of this. This is probably the longest chakra episode that I've done so far, but this is an important one. Honestly, this is like the, this is the, the main important one, I think. I mean, they're all equally important, but like the heart chakra, she can be a doozy. But once you get the heart chakra functioning and unblocked or unclogged, like it's, it's smooth sailing after that. The heart chakra is a bitch, but. Okay, so eat more of the foods that I listed earlier, like fruits and vegetables, 
or okay so like the ones that resonate with the heart chakra would be kiwi spinach kale green apples pears lettuce broccoli peas avocados cabbage peppers zucchini grapes celery anything green then next is to let go of the martyr role So a martyr is a person who has adopted the role of the self-sacrificing saint. The only problem is that this role is fueled by low self-esteem, the desire for praise and adoration, and the avoidance of self-responsibility. Martyrs will take care of everyone else but themselves, and it will often result in unconsciously manipulating those around them to maintain their role while you just suffer and drown in silence. If you if you're a martyr in a relationship, you have to find a healthy way to to adopt such as like the friend, the confidant, peacemaker, helper. I mean there's a you could go that's a whole other thing you can go into. Just look up, you know, being a martyr. So next I've got two clear blocks with yoga. I think I just listed some. I can't remember already, but like stretch your body really good. Balance your heart chakra energy. You can do poses like the cobra pose, the cat pose, forward bend, eagle, camel pose, and the fish pose. Um, then also learning how to breathe deeply is really, really important too. Super beneficial. So as the heart chakra is ruled by the element of air, learning how to breathe deeply is vital. You can try um, a whole bunch of different techniques like alternate nostril breathing. I have tried that, I will say, and it I was shocked at how much it really did. Like it just, it like trips up your brain to like, you know, to time to come to the conclusion that like, oh, like. You really can do this shit differently. There's more than one way. It's like simply, or yeah, by simply slowing your breathing and organically or consciously like counting as you breathe. So remember, like it's actually abnormal for us to take shallow chest breaths. The deeper that the breath is, the more oxygen we introduce into our cells. So the more oxygen that our body has, the better metabolism functions, the better that we feel and more relaxed we feel. If you suffer from heart chakra issues such as, you know, anxiety, deep bre- uh, deep breathing is a powerful practice to help with that. Um, using affirmations. Once your heart, or I mean, open your heart by repeating meaningful phrases that reprogram the unconscious mind. You could choose affirmations like, I am open, I embrace who I am, I release all fear, I will listen to my heart, I love and forgive others, I nurture my inner child, that's a big one, I am worthy of love, that is also a big one, I open myself to love, and um, let's see, I know I had a couple other ones here, yeah, I forgive myself and others. I am open to I am open to giving and receiving love. I live with gratitude and generosity. I honor the guiding of my heart. 
and I am worthy and deserving of love. Those are really good ones. It's you, by doing them literally just every morning, pick a couple of them, three of them, and just repeat them 10 times each while you're just chilling, relaxing, waking up and breathing, breathing slowly, breathing deeply, getting all that oxygen in while you're breathing, while, while you're saying the affirmation, you're breathing in the oxygen. Then you hold it for three seconds. And then as you're exhaling, you imagine all of the opposite, like the not so pleasant things are releasing. The tension is releasing. It's all leaving your body with your outward breath. Then when you go to breathe back in, you do the same thing again. Like re- repeat it probably like really however many times you want to. It doesn't matter. Um, then next thing here. You could do one kind thing each day or more, obviously. Um, People with blocked heart chakras have a tendency to be self-absorbed and even like emotionally cold. So in order to open the heart, you should try to do something kind every day and with others. Like, for example, like, well, yeah, the compliment thing, like I said earlier, or, you know, holding the door for somebody or help them carry their groceries or, you know, anything, literally anything. Uh, Laughing, laughter is a great medicine and can be used specifically to open the heart chakra. Find something to laugh about every day, even if that means watching your favorite dumb videos on YouTube or TikTok. Um, You know, spend time with your pets. They tend to make you laugh. Your kids, And I mean, laughter is the best medicine, they say. And I totally believe that it like releases, you know, those it's endorphins in the brain. And so like the mantra that I mentioned in the beginning of this, the YAM or Y-A-M, this sound matches the vibration of the heart chakra. So try drawing out the letters into sounds such as Yum. You might also like to listen to the binaural beats, which is also a form of music healing therapy, which helps to activate and clear all the chakras through alternating sound waves. Try those chakra healing songs. They really do freaking help. Um, I, yeah, that's it on my list of that shit. But I definitely recommend picking a handful of them that I listed and Make sure that you identify whether you have a uh, deficient or excessive chakra blockage or both. I mean, often it happens with both. But experiment with each healing modality for a couple of weeks and just observe how you feel. Grab a journal, grab a notebook, grab whatever, and jot down a thought every day. And then, you know, go back a couple weeks later and just examine it and see how much has changed or how you feel anyways. So basically like being an empath has definitely affected my heart chakra. I think, I mean, I would always internalize things instead of releasing them in a healthy way. And I would let every experience both good and bad like internalized so fucking deeply in my heart and my soul that it had a huge effect on my emotional health you know and you know as humans we're pretty damn good at like hiding our emotions or tucking them way deep down 
within us just to ignore it. But all you're doing is like shoving those emotions right down the throat of your inner child that's like terrified, hiding in the corner, kind of, sort of. Like being an empath, you feel everything like freakishly deeply to the point that it can be debilitating sometimes. So, you know, I would absorb other people's hurt and pain and trauma, not even realizing that I was doing so. It took me a long ass time to figure out how to stop have uh, stop allowing everyone access to my energy and my heart and my mind. It's definitely a process. Definitely takes time. You have to be consistent and you have to like make it your number one goal to like to nurture yourself during this process. And if you are fully committed in doing that work, I promise, promise, promise you will not be sorry. Uh, you may stumble a couple times. You may go down a rocky road sometimes or experiencing an unpleasant side of someone in your life due to that, due to your like self-help. But like that right there should be your little like ding, 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 red flag. Like this is an alert. Like this is a person that should not have access to my heart. For example, if you express yourself out and you pour yourself out to somebody and explain you know, why you need to set a certain boundary with them. And it's not because you don't want them in your life. You just want them to respect your needs the way that you respect theirs. That's pretty friggin' simple and straightforward. So if they react like with a pissy attitude or if they try flipping the roles to become the victim and start, you know, going off or ranting, you know, about A, B, and C, I did this for you and blah, 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 blah. That's your cue to snip the fucking cord. Okay. You don't have to snip it all the way. You can leave a couple threads here and hanging there, but cutting them out completely, but oh yeah, but if cutting them out completely will do more damage than good, then it basically just means you need to just take a break from them, allow some time to pass so that they have time to reflect on themselves while you have time to reflect on yourself. If they choose not to and still make you out to be the bad guy, then so be it you know, the universe will pat you on the back and applaud you for removing one of the energy sucking vampires or low vibrational beings from your life. And that could go for anybody. I don't care if it's your partner or a sibling or a parent or a family member, you know, cousins, aunts, uncles, distant relatives, whatever, friends, coworkers, bosses, whoever. It's nobody special more than the other one. It's this is about you. This is about transforming you and like strengthening that heart chakra so that it's just fearless and unstoppable. So you got to remember that this is not going to be forever. You know, you could end the conversation with your person by saying something like, you know, I understand that your feelings may be hurt or you may think this is like an attack or judgment towards you, but that could not be any further from the truth. I love you and I respect you and I want you in my life. However, for my own mental, emotional, psychological, you know, my well-being and my health, I have to put me first so that I can continue being the person, the parent, friend, partner, whatever that I can be in order to live and truly live and until then, like, I'll give you space. And I truly hope that you love me the same way that I love you so that we can move forward and be even closer and stronger together after this. 
So, I mean, I'm, I'm sure y'all have heard the saying, hurt people, hurt people. Well, guess what? Heal people, heal people too. Don't get me wrong though. Like all of that is on, like it will all be affected or it will be interpreted by the way that you say it. Like I'm not saying you have to go complete or go completely just cut people out of your life, you know, but at the same time, I mean, you can love them until you're blue in the face. All I'm saying is that you should have the same fierce inner willpower to set your boundaries and respect them. Like always by disregarding your boundaries, all you're doing is showing your inner child that hides deep down in you that you're not important or that your needs are not important and that you've deserved every single traumatic experience that you've ever had happen to you. And that will ultimately only result in having a hugely negative impact on you. So you got to love yourself above all, or you're going to be unable to truly love anyone or anything. Um, Negative emotions can create nervous system chaos, but positive emotions do the opposite. Like the human's heart, the human heart's magnetic field can be measured several feet away from the body. These are just like little facts that I saw online when I was researching this, and I thought these were pretty freaking cool. Um, yeah, positive emotions can increase the brain's ability to make good decisions. And in fetal development, the heart forms and starts beating before the brain even begins to develop. You can boost your immune, immune system by focusing on positive emotions. And positive emotions create... Uh, physiological benefits in your body. And a mother's brain waves can actually synchronize to her baby's heartbeats even when they're a few feet apart. I thought that was pretty freaking awesome. And let's see. There, I can't even remember. I'm going crazy, you guys. Um, Okay, well, I said, I don't think I said this in the beginning. Maybe I didn't, but I just, I'm going to say it one more time because I love this quote so much. When you focus on what you're grateful for, you'll always be in a better mood. The human brain is incapable of being grateful and angry at the same time. So always be grateful and you will have a better quality of life. I remember now, I did say in the beginning, but think about that. So this, my friends, is all I have for today for the heart chakra. I just want to add in real quick here at the end here before I go. This chakra can be a bitch to tackle, but think about all the other heart shit that you faced and defeated. So you got this. Stay strong. Stay positive. Be grateful. Show gentleness. And I hope you guys have a wonderful day. Next up, we will be doing the throat chakra. That one is also a doozy, but not as hard as the heart chakra. So until next time.